It's a pleasure to be with you again this evening. Last week in my home church of Bothwell, we finished our children's summer club. We don't do a, a holiday club as such, we, we do it in the evenings. Um, normally, around about the first or second week when the schools go back to give our children's work in the church quite a good launch beforehand. And this year, our children's club took us through the story of Joseph. And every night, as we do, as you do, in a, a holiday club or a children's club situation, we brought out a different lesson from Joseph's life. We talked about trusting God. We talked about how God is in control over the big picture. We explored Joseph and his forgiveness of his brothers. We looked at how the things that people did to Joseph meant for his harm, but God had meant them for good. And as myself and others gave the lessons each night, we were entertaining because with children, you need to have a certain amount of entertainment. We were biblical because it's a Bible story and we want to portray that as God's word. We were challenging because God's word has to have a challenge. It has to encourage us to do something, to take action. But something struck me last week as I was reflecting on our lessons and what we had done. And something struck me quite powerfully this week. We have, and this is true with all the stories of biblical characters, we have a luxury that's not afforded to the people that we're talking about. In this instance, Joseph. And that is, we know the full story. We know the ending. We can take a character like Joseph and start off where we, find, where we first meet him in the Bible, go all through his life until we last meet him in the Bible, and we see everything. And I think it's very easy for us to lose sight or to lose out on the wonder of what exactly Joseph went through in his life. To not recognize how inspiring it is that he trusted God and remained faithful to God and kept going. It's also tempting to use the story of, of Joseph to beat ourselves up and to beat others up when they don't or we don't, or they don't act or react to certain things the way that we think they should. Look at Joseph, we say. His brothers planned to kill him. I don't think your brothers and sisters have ever tried to kill you. How can you not get past that? Remember when Joseph was thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit? If Joseph can rise above that situation, then surely you can too. Surely I can as well. But real life isn't like that, is it? We, like Joseph, live our day lives one day at a time. 
We, like Joseph, we don't know what's around the corner. But we make our decisions and we make our plans based on the information that we have at hand, with the best intentions, with God at the forefront, and we trust that these things will work out. The overarching theme of Joseph's story, and indeed I pray our story, is that God is in control. That God is the hero of the story. We should leave the story of Joseph with a new appreciation of the providence of God. We should also leave with an admiration of Joseph and think about what is God's place in our story? Or the question tonight, who is this hero in lessons from the life of Joseph? I'd like us to spend some time tonight looking at Joseph's story. So if you have your Bible with you, turn with me to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Bless you. And we'll be reading the first four verses. Genesis 37 verse 1. Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojournings in the land of Canaan. And these, sorry, Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojournings in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zelpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully or as other translations put it, civilly to him. Now I wonder what, if anything, stands out to you as you read or heard those verses read tonight. One thing, the first thing that stands out to me is this, that Joseph doesn't burst onto the scene, he doesn't burst into the picture in the same way that a John the Baptist does where 